Chapter 29 of Energy and Vibration. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 29 Explosives, Powder, and Nitroglycerin. We have seen in the chapter on gunpowder that when a grain is burned, the gases which are the product at a temperature of 60 degrees Fahrenheit, occupy over 200 times the space of the original grain of powder. To make a more concise statement, a cubic inch of gunpowder will occupy over 200 cubic inches when resolved into the gaseous state at a temperature of 60 degrees Fahrenheit. As a matter of fact, at the moment it is burned, it occupies a very much larger space momentarily owing to the violent expansion produced by the intense heat generated. Let us stop for a moment and inquire what is involved, or rather what takes place, when we liberate the imprisoned gases that have been held in a solid form by the attraction of chemical affinity. There are two forces that are continuously active, one which tends to hold the atoms together in a molecule, which we call chemical affinity, and another which we may call a repulsive force, which tends to drive these atoms away from each other when they are released from their mutual attractions. The attraction that the atoms have for each other acts powerfully through a very short space, while the opposite is true of the repulsive force. When the atoms are forced apart to a certain distance, this attraction is overcome by the tendency of the atoms to fly apart and assume the gaseous state in which the same number of atoms occupy a much larger space. Suppose we put a small amount of gunpowder into a vacuum of sufficient size to hold all the gas that the powder will produce when burned at an ordinary atmospheric pressure. Now, if we explode it under these conditions, it burns quietly and there is no explosion, because the gas has room to expand without resistance from the surrounding air. If, however, we confine the powder in the shell of a cartridge and explode it, we hear a report. The report is caused by the gaseous particles striking with great violence against the surrounding shell when they are suddenly released. Millions of little projectiles are fired against the walls of the shell producing the effect of a severe blow of one hard substance against another. When powder is burned inside of a cannon, these atomic projectiles are released and they strike the larger projectile in such numbers and with such force that the ball is driven from the gun with a velocity that indicates that there was an enormous quantity of stored energy in the powder. If we could measure the energy expended on the ball and against the walls of the gun when it is fired, it would be found to be an exact measure of the energy required to combine these released atoms into the solid state they were in before the explosion took place. As compared with many other explosives, gunpowder is exceedingly slow in its action, and it is this quality that gives it its great value as an agent for firing projectiles. There are many other explosives that act with greater promptness and with greater energy than gunpowder. And it is because of this prompter action that these high explosives are valueless for throwing projectiles. This leads us to a discussion of the properties of nitroglycerin. Nitroglycerin is made by subjecting ordinary glycerin, which is a transparent fluid, to the action of a mixture of nitric and sulfuric acids. The molecule of nitroglycerin is a very complicated one. It contains three atoms of carbon, five of hydrogen, three of nitrogen, and nine of oxygen. It contains within its own structure the elements for producing water, carbon dioxide, and nitrogen. 
and when it is exploded, it takes the following form. One molecule of nitroglycerin produces three molecules of water, three molecules of carbon dioxide, and two of nitrogen gas. It will be seen that there are not enough atoms to form even molecules when broken up by explosion, but these fractions unite with the fractions of the other nitroglycerin molecules that are exploded at the same time. The nitroglycerin molecule is held together by a force that is only a little greater than the forces that are tending to rend it asunder. The student in chemistry has learned that the highly organized substances, and by this we mean substances that contain a large number of atoms in a single molecule, are much less stable than the simple compounds are, so that they are much more easily broken up by some extraneous force. Very curiously, nitroglycerin is not sensitive to heat like ordinary gunpowder. The writer has seen a piece of the gelatin form of nitroglycerin fired with a match, and it burned rapidly but not explosively, until it was entirely consumed. There was enough energy set free to have annihilated a regiment if it had been done as suddenly as it is when nitroglycerin explodes. It does not burn rapidly like gunpowder, so that the gases are set free very slowly under combustion. But if it is subjected to a sudden jar that is sufficiently powerful, the atoms are suddenly released from the unstable power that holds them in the nitroglycerin molecule, and they all together take on the new arrangement of atoms heretofore mentioned. In doing this, an enormous amount of energy is suddenly released, and millions upon millions of atomic projectiles are fired in every direction with such force and such velocity that whatever stands in its way is rent asunder. If we should take a pound of loose powder and lay it upon the top of a large rock and explode it, there would be a great flash extending high into the air, but not a loud report. On the other hand, if we should place a pound of nitroglycerin in the same position, unconfined, and explode it by means of concussion, there would not only be a stunning report, but the rock would be rent into a thousand pieces. If the quantitative relation between the gunpowder and the nitroglycerin is so adjusted that each quantity has the same amount of stored energy that is freed, in the one case when it is burned and in the other when it is exploded by concussion, there will still be this great difference in the phenomena when each is exploded in the open air. What this difference is we will attempt to explain in the succeeding chapter. End of chapter 29